Oh, hallelujah. Bless the name of Jesus. I can't hear myself, brother. Oh, boy. Uh, we're going to probably get a little bit interesting tonight here during Bible study. Everybody wants to know Bible prophecy. You understand that? But it's a has it's little understanding of people understanding Bible prophecy. Did that make sense? If they don't know what the word says. Heavenly Father, we do thank you for this Bible study tonight. We do ask in the precious name of Jesus. And by the power of the Holy Spirit that you would open our understanding. That we may understand the scriptures and represent the power and the strength of it. Live for you. Hallelujah. Prepare our hearts and minds for the time to come. We give you the glory for all things in the precious name of Jesus. Amen. Uh, let's go over here to Isaiah 5 real quick. And let's um, understand what the indictment is of the Holy Scriptures upon us as a people. How your wife doing? She had a baby yet? No. Did the water break? Did the water break? Okay. All right. Hallelujah. It says, therefore, my people are gone into captivity because they have what? No knowledge. Whose people? God's people. Because they have no knowledge. And their honorable men are famished, and their multitudes are dried up with thirst. Therefore, look at this. Because, what is the therefore? The therefore is because the... God's people are gone into captivity. Do y'all know? How, do y'all realize how much captivity we've been in in our lives because we didn't have no knowledge? Do you understand this kind of behavior? Look what he says. Therefore, hell had to enlarge in herself and open her mouth without measure, and their glory and their multitude and their pomp, and he that rejoices shall descend into it. That he that rejoices means he that liveth his life lavishly in sin, practicing on a daily basis in iniquity, shall descend into hell. People are going there. Bible teaches in Hosea 4, 6 that God's people destroyed for lack of knowledge because they reject knowledge. Isn't that right? So we have to have knowledge. And because, you know, if people ignore it, that doesn't change anything in the ultimate plan of God. We're here not because of ourselves, but in spite of ourselves. We're actually here. Do you understand that? I mean, the same mercy that he had um, upon me, he had upon you. Do you understand that? Do you understand that? And you can't take it light because, see, salvation is more than just you uh, giving mental assent that God exists and then you live your life like um, some hellish who knows what. There's more required of you than that. We just got finished reading over here in, in Isaiah, didn't we? That God's people are going into captivity because they have no knowledge. And then you go to Hosea 4, 6. It says, my people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. Do you think we need knowledge? What we need is about knowledge of our God, the one who created us. You understand that God created us, right? And we also need to learn how to not walk as other men walk. You know, we, we grew up in a way... That we, we learn nothing about God. We learn a form and fashion and godless, but we learn nothing about God, isn't it right? But, you know, a lot of people avoid Bible prophecy and don't like to talk about Bible prophecy because what it does is give them the, ooh. Well, let me tell you something. Let me tell you my stance on um, Jesus, his second coming and all this. It will serve me fine that Jesus will come right now. If, he, if we live, live another day on this earth, the way it is, I'll be just fine. If he come tomorrow, I'll be just fine. This, he could put it into this mess right now, and I'll be so happy. I would. Literally. What can this, this mess right here compare to the glory that's going to be revealed in thus, uh, those of us that love him? I also know what I'm saying. That means there's multitudes upon multitudes upon multitudes of people are going the other way. 
the scriptures only speak of thousands, ten thousands upon ten thousands. It never says millions upon millions. There's going to be few that's going to be saved, and that's it. And now that we all say we have to stay saved. We have to act safe. We have to carry ourselves like someone who's been touched by the master's hand. Amen? Amen. All right. Well, we're going to go over here to Revelation chapter 12. I had Cindy ask me this question. Who is the woman? Did you ask me a question, Cindy? The woman in Revelation chapter 12. <laughs> That's a good one. Okay. Who is the man child? All right, there's a lot of takes on that. There can be a lot of takes on that. Um, going to disturb a lot of things. All right, let's read. Revelation chapter uh, 12, verse 1. And there appeared a great wonder in heaven. You know, before we go any farther, it, it, it really is not going to make too much sense if you don't know a lot about what the Bible already says. That's one reason why I don't discuss prophecy too much because you have to already know the prophecies. You have to know what the prophet says. You have to know what Daniel, the book of Daniel, you have to be well schooled and versed in the book of Daniel. Daniel, you have to know Revelation. Now I will try uh, as best the ability of God has given me to convey and put line upon line, precept on precept, the thought of these revelations so that we may understand. Okay, because I know a lot of us have a whole bunch of understandings, which is good and fine. But if you don't, you need to start somewhere. Amen. Yeah, right? I'll be the first to tell you, I don't know everything. But I will be the first to also tell you, I know more than any preacher in this town. Amen. That I'm sure of. So what does that make me? Great or, or worse? Or let's say less. Actually makes me the least of all. See, God thinks different. Whenever you think yourself gracious, you all just start thinking yourself least. When Jesus came, he didn't come to be served. He come to do what? Serve. Isn't that something? See, so you should never think of yourself in the light as You should be like way down here. Because when you're way down here, then you can help others. But if you're way up here, nobody wants to smell. Hey, man, people can't even smell you. You're up so high. <laughs> Hallelujah. Isn't that the truth? Amen. Hallelujah. But anyway, let's read on. And there appeared a great wonder in heaven, a woman clothed with the sun. She was clothed with the what? Sun. The sun and the moon under her what? Feet. And upon her head, a crown of what? Twelve stars. Now, hold that for a second. And we are going to go back over here, and we're going to get an account that will give us a little understanding of this particular verse right here before we proceed on. Amen? Amen. Genesis chapter 37, verse 9. Now, y'all remember Jacob, he had 12 sons. Isn't that right? Jacob, whose name is Israel. Jacob, whose name is Israel. He had 12 sons, which consisted of the 12 tribes of Israel, which all of the descendants of Israel proceeded forth from. Is that right? And the scriptures read, and this is, you remember Jacob, he had a dream. You remember the dream he had, right? All right. And he dreamed yet another dream and told it to his brethren and said, Behold, I have dreamed a dream. More. And behold, the sun and the moon and the 11 stars made obstinance unto me. Made obstinance to me. Y'all understand that? Now, he was the 12th star. Do you understand that? When we go back over to Revelation chapter 12, verse 1, we see that there was a woman which was clothed with the sun, the moon, under her feet, and she uh, up on her head a crown of 12 stars. All right? Now let's read on. All right, verse 2. And she being with child cried travailing in birth. Now, if we go by just what the scriptures say as far as this woman go, the woman, okay, always signifies in Bible prophecy, the assemblies of God or the church. Do you understand that? In other words, it's just not one particular woman. It has to do with many, many people making up one woman. When Paul would give 
You know, can, can the hand say that he's not important because he's not the eye? Or can your toe say it's not important because it's not the head? Or can the arm say it's no, no good because it's not the shoulder? Or You understand what I mean? No, because it's all one body, the body of Christ. And, right, and the Bible teaches us that Jesus is coming back for his bride. A bride so happened to be female in gender. Is that right? All right, now look what it says right here. And there appeared another wonder in heaven. Well, did I read the whole second verse or two? Well, she being with child, travail, she cried, travailing in birth, and pain to be delivered. Now, you have to understand, if we're going back from history over here in Bible prophecy, we see that over here with Jacob and the 12 sons of Israel, making up the 12 tribes, they had, that, that consisted of the whole entire nation of the Hebrew Israelites. In other words, God's people who he chose out of a multitude of people on the face of planet Earth, he chose to set his love upon them people. Is that right? Which has trickled all the way down, and we are the descendants of those people. Do you understand that? Now, it was also prophesied that out of the loins of David would come the Messiah. Do you understand that? Where did it come from? It comes from the woman, the assemblies, or the church. People used to see in church, church, church. So it's talking about the Messiah to come. So this man-child happens to be Jesus. It's a prophecy of him coming. See, that's why I keep talking. I'm hoping that you can understand prophecy, scripture, and history, all right? And, um, and look at this. And pain to be delivered. And there appeared another wonder in heaven. And behold, a great red dragon having seven heads and ten horns and seven crowns upon his head. Now, oh, we go over to the book of Daniel, Daniel 7, 8, 9, 13. We go over to the book of Daniel, we, it talks about this dragon again. Except in Daniel, it talks about a dragon having four beasts coming up out of the sea, having seven heads. So there's a little diversity there, which we definitely need to try to understand. But the one thing about Bible prophecy is that until it is revealed, you can speculate, you can assume, you can do that all day long until it's revelation truth and revelation knowledge given by the understanding of Jesus Christ to you. Open it up unto you. Do you understand what I mean? But there's one thing is consistent about the seven crowns upon his head and having ten horns. That we talked about over in Revelation 13, but we're still here. Let's get on and let's read on a bit. And his tail drew a third part of the stars from heaven and did cast them to the earth. Now, I want you to understand something. You're going to see a change take place right in the midst of this as we read. And his tail drew a third part of the stars from heaven. Now, we do remember how many um, spirits that were in cahoots in the rebellion against the king of glory, the most high, the eternal, the ancient one, is that right? We do remember how many demonic spirits sided with Lucifer. Is that right? How many was it? All right. Well, now, look at that. Look at this now. And his tail drew a third part of stars from heaven, and it cast them to the what? what did, how did he, he cast them to what now? The earth. Now, watch this. And the dragon stood before the woman which was ready to be delivered for to devour her child as soon as it was what? Born. Did not they try to kill Jesus? Did not Herod make a move on Jesus to try to kill him before he was even born? But I want y'all to see something right here. In this, this, if we look at this scripture right here, it is all over the place. Because there was a timeline when Lucifer and one-third of the angels rebelled against the king of glory. That's just so happened to happen before time even started. Do you understand that? I'll tell you what. Let's go over here real quick. We're going to turn back over here to the, to the law and to the testimony for a minute, all right? We're going to go over here to Isaiah, uh, I believe it's 14th chapter. All right? And we're going to start at verse 12. Do y'all see the reason why that, that we actually have to, when you read this, you have to stop for a minute, go back, confirm the things that were before time in Scripture? Because if not, you're going to start just making up like a lot of these other people do out there. Making up all this crazy theology, moving. You know, a lot of people just like to be wooed over Bible prophecy. It's called, um, I don't know, mind candy or whatever. I don't want no candy from my mind. I want some truth. Amen. 
Now let's watch this for a second. Let's look at this thing develop. Now mind you, listen very close. What we just got finished reading, especially when we get on to uh, Revelation 12, 5, and we're going to read on down a little bit further, you're going to see a timeline now. What them scriptures is talking about is something that, an event that took place before time was even here. Before, as we know it now. Before Adam was created. Before Eve was even made. You have to understand. Now watch this now. Uh, Isaiah 14 verse 12. How art thou fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning? How art thou cut down to the ground, which did as weak as the nations? For he had said in thine heart, I will ascend into heaven. And I will exalt my throne above the stars of God, and I will sit upon the mount of the congregation in the sides of the north. You have to understand, there's a tabernacle up there. All right, where we're going. And I will ascend above the height of the clouds, and I will be what? Like the most high. This is what caused his fall. He's going to be like the most high. You hear that? He envied that. Yet thou shalt be brought down to hell. And you have to understand, everyone in this life, and you, you, you all created beings. Y'all do understand that, right? We all came from Adam. Every single one of us. We all created beings. And whether you realize it and understand it or not, in this journey of this short, a lot, a period of time that we have here upon this earth, you've got a decision you have to make. And you've got a way that you must walk. And there is no middle ground. You see, there was a rebellion that took place in heaven. And before I go on, let's go over here to Ezekiel, the 28th chapter. And then we're going to scoop right on back over to the book of Revelations. Are you there? Am I going too fast? <laughs> I'm not going too fast. You sure? All right. Ezekiel 28. And we're going to start at verse 11. Are you there? All right. Moreover, the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, Son of man, take up a lamentation unto the king of Tyrus, and say unto him, Thus saith the Lord God, Thou sealest up the sum full of wisdom and perfect in beauty. Now, listen closely. Thou hast been in Eden. You what? Has been in Eden. The garden of God. You hear that? Where did he come from? Yeah, he was in Eden, the garden of God, but he was cast down out of heaven. Isn't that right? Now, what this is doing is telling us, look, you have been in Eden, the garden of God. In other words, you started some mess in there, if you can remember the history of it. You remember he went, uh, it was a serpent, Decided he was going to entice Eve to double think God, double talk God, you know, that, that maybe God doesn't really mean what he says. And then it caused the fall of man. And then she bit of the fruit and then Adam bit of the fruit. And then now we're all in the condition we're in now. By one man sinned. Notice, it didn't say one woman, it said one man. It said that the woman was deceived being in transgression. And then she deceived the man. And then the man. One man sinned. Adam entered into the world. But there's a second Adam. That the scriptures talk about. The second Adam. Jesus who was made a quickening spirit. Amen. Anyway. Look what it says right here. Thou hast been in Eden the garden of God. Every precious stone was thy covering. The sardis, the topaz, the diamond, the beryl, the onyx, the jasper, the sapphire, and the emerald, the carbuncle, the gold. The workmanship of thy tablets and of thy pipes was prepared in thee in the day that thou was what? Amen. See, now you got a created being and of the angelic host up there who wants to be just like the most high God. That, you can't get no more than, than just rebellion and pride. He was created. And he had a very high position. The Bible calls him the anointed cherub that covereth. All right, let, let's read on. Thou art the anointed cherub that covereth. Y'all see it? 
Look at this. And I have set thee so. Thou was upon the holy mountain of God. That's what a throne was. Look at this. And thou has walked up and down in the midst of the stones of fire. Thou was perfect in thy ways from the day that thou was created till what? Iniquity was found in thee. He had something in his heart. Lucifer did. He had something in his heart. By the multitudes of thy merchandise, they have filled the midst of thee with violence. And thou hast sinned. Therefore, I will cast thee as profane out of the mountain of God. And I will destroy thee, O covering cherub. You hear that? He was anointed cherub. He wasn't one of these little fat babies flying around with wings on, <laughs> shooting everybody with born arrows. These stupid lies. No, he wasn't either. Listen. From the midst of the stones of fire, thine heart was lifted up because of thy what? Beauty. beauty. Isn't that amazing? Now, his heart was lifted up with beauty, but then the scriptures tell us that the Messiah wouldn't even be a man that people would look twice at. He just, he just a comely, just a simple-looking old man. And, and what are people more drawn to today than anything? Beauty rather than character. Strength. No wonder our hearts are corrupt today too. Falling after the same line as somebody else. Come on, that's something to think about, brother. So we need to think about. Come on. There's something really truly to think about. You know? huh? Thou hast corrupted thy wisdom by reason of thy brightness. I will cast thee to the ground and I will lay thee before kings that they may behold thee. This is prophecy. Thou hast defiled thy sanctuary by the multitude of thine iniquities and by thine iniquities of thy traffic. Therefore, I will bring forth a fire from the midst of thee and it shall devour thee and I will bring thee to ashes upon the earth in the sight of all of them that behold thee. And they that know thee among the people shall be astonished at thee. And thou, look at it, thou shalt be a terror, and never shalt thou be any more. Y'all understand that? Well, that's telling me that he's going to destroy him forever. Make a full end of him. That's what that's telling me right there. All right? Now, I mean, that, that's his, that's his uh, prophetic doom prophesied aforetime. So, you got a decision, whether you like it or not. You, you do have a decision to make. Whenever the Holy Spirit comes knocking on your door, you got a decision to make. Now, the truth is, you haven't chosen him. Talking about God. He's chosen you. I'm serious. This, this stuff that people come up with, it. I'm using the word decision, but you have to understand, until the Holy Ghost comes and knocks on the door of your heart, you can't make a decision. You can't even respond until the knock has come. So when he says, you have not chosen me, but I have chosen you, you need to understand that. I count that as a privilege. Because everybody don't receive that knock. And that's why the scriptures say, the day that you hear his voice, Harden, don't resist. Don't ignore your heart. You never know when that call may be. Some, some people was called at 12, 13, some 40, some 60, some. But the day that you hear it, don't take it as, I'm serious, don't, don't take it as some light thing. Because he may not ever come knocking again. Hey, it's just the truth, brothers and sisters. He may not ever come to your door again. See, so those who despise the wisdom of his glory and despise the sanctifying process and stuff, what, what I mean, with, with the creator who is so holy, what do you expect somebody in like that should be? But to those who love him, he said, eyes have not seen, nor ears have heard. Neither have it even entered into the heart of man the things that are prepared for them that love 
him. You understand that? I mean, if you really take the time out and you look at a beautiful flower, you ever seen a flower before, how beautiful it is? Isn't it beautiful in all its array? Isn't it just wonderful? If you just stop and forget about everything and just look at that flower, you go, wow. Wow, my God. And still, it can't even compare. So in this life, no middle road. You either serving Satan or you're serving the King of Glory, the Most High, Jesus Christ. Make no mistake about it. There's no middle ground. I don't care what people want to do to try to do away and make your life a little bit more pleasant and a little bit more easier. If you're not holy, you ain't going to a holy kingdom. If you're holy, you go to a holy kingdom. If you're wicked, you live in sin, you're defiled, you're going to go to hell. Isn't that fair enough? So that's why I say you come unto me, all you that are weary and heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. Don't we need rest from sin? Hallelujah. Amen. Back over here to Revelation chapter 12, all right? Now look at this. Um, verse 5. Revelation 12, verse 5. Are we there? Man, I tell you, this Bible study hours, boy, you, you sit down and you read a little bit and then you look up and you go, bam, halfway done. Because, you, you know, we kind of regulate ourselves with, with the Bible studies on Bible study. Now, you know what I mean? All right, verse 5, look what it says. And she brought forth a man child who was to rule all nations with a rod of what? Iron. Iron. And her child was caught up unto God. We know that, come on, we know what the scripture says about who was called up unto God, right? There's only one being called up unto God. Isn't that right? All right. And to his throne. And the woman fled into the wilderness where she had a place prepared of God that she should, look at this, that they should feed her. There are a thousand two hundred and three score days. That's 1,260 days. I'm going to show you that somewhere along this line in Bible prophecy that those 1,200 three score days are not actual 1,203 score days. But they're actually 1,260 years. Oh, I got you now, don't I? Well, how are we going to do that? Well, we got to be able to um, prove everything by the word. Isn't it right? And let me go over here to Zawagram because I can't remember the scripture off the top of my head real quick, but I'm going to get over here. Let's go over here to Ezekiel, the fourth chapter, the sixth verse. Because y'all know if, if God is mentioning a leopard or bear, he's not talking about no leopard or no bear. He's talking about a kingdom. Isn't that right? All right. Because, you know, God don't, he don't, he count like, he don't count talk like we talk. Are you there? Ezekiel 4, 6. And when thou hast accomplished them, lie again on thy right side, and thou shalt bear the iniquity of the house of Judah 40 days. I have appointed thee each day for a year. Okay, appointed each day for what? Yeah. All right. Numbers 14, 34. I know this boy, this really throws a monkey wrench in everything, don't it? I told you they've been wrong all along anyway, so it shouldn't be nothing new. You know, if, I, if there's anybody going to find one, I'll find it. All right? All right, Numbers 1434 is what I said, right? Let's watch this now. Because we're going to remember, you know, as we read these, we remember these things. Look what the scripture says. After the number of days in which ye searched the land. Y'all remember this? Remember the children of Israel? They were in the wilderness and they transgressed against God. All right. After the number of days ye searched the land, even 40 days. Each day for a year. Shall ye bear your iniquities even 40 years. And ye shall know my breach of promise. So Israel, even though they transgressed God, how long? 40 days? 
Huh? God turned that transgression into 40 years of payment. Did he not? Now, do we not know that the, uh, what's that the book of Hebrews? A day with the Lord is a thousand years and a thousand years is as a day. So, man, we got time all over the place. Now, let's go to Daniel, the seventh chapter. I'm, I'm showing you something. I'm sorry that we got to flip the book like this, but we're just going to have to. You know that you're going to have to read a little bit before and a little bit after. After this, you follow, you know, the study just don't end right here. This is just what gets you started. Amen. And I'm going to try to take this one real slow, okay? Daniel, the seventh chapter, starting at verse 25. Well, no, 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 no. I'm going to read you a few verses, okay? I really would like for you to read the whole seventh chapter of Daniel. All right? But watch this. I'm going to pick out a few verses, all right? Is that okay? 13, and I saw in a night vision, and behold, one like the Son of Man came with clouds of heaven and came to the Ancient of Days, and they brought him near before him. You understand that? Well, if we know Matthew chapter 24, we know the prophecy that Jesus said himself. You can start at Matthew chapter 24. Matter of fact, you just do well to read that whole thing too again. One verse just ain't, they won't do you justice. We'll keep you busy for a whole week. All right? But I want to show you something. Watch this. 18th verse. But the saints of the Most High shall take the kingdom and possess the kingdom forever, even forever and ever. Y'all understand we're going to possess the kingdom one day? Y'all understand that? All right, now. Watch this one. <sighs> Let's, I'm going to go ahead and read verse 25. All right? And he shall... Speak great words against the most high. Talking about who? Yep, that beast. Is that right? And he shall wear out the saints of the most high. And to think to change, watch this, times. What does times in biblical chronology mean? One year. Is that right? Times. Oh, two years. Times and laws. Oh, I'm, I'm ahead of myself. And he shall seek to change times and what? Laws. Let me tell you something. When this Bible was written, it was, a, it was written on a lunar calendar. Meaning there was, there was a 360 days a year, 30 days a month. Now we got leap year and all kind of mess and 28 days in this month and 29 one year and 30 days this month and 31 that month and it's just a mess. Y'all see the prophecy? Look what's happening right here. He shall seek the same chain time and what? Laws. Have they not? The Sabbath has never been Sunday. That's changing the laws, isn't it? Isn't God, isn't the, it's not the commandments, the law of God? Not, it's, all right, this beast. And look, and they shall be given into his hand until a time, that's one year, and times, is that right? That's two. Is that right? And here's the tricky part. And a dividing of time. A dividing of time is, is when you divide 360 into two. That gives you 180 days. Is that right? So when you get times 360 days, time 360, times T-I-M-E-S. Am I going too quick? I mean, y'all asked for this. Is that right? You get 720 days. And then you get a dividing of times, which will bring it divided in half. 360 divided by 2 is 180. Is that right? Then you put 360, 720, 180 together. You come up with 1,260 days. I'm not a mathematician either. So just, just keep it at Add and subtract. That's good enough for me. Two plus two is 22. <laughs> I got him. <laughs> Are we getting this? All right, now we're going right back. We're going right back over to the, you know, let me read one more verse of encouragement, right? Verse 27 of Daniel 7. 
And the kingdom and dominion and the greatness of the kingdom and the whole heaven shall be given to the people of the saints of the most high. Whose kingdom is an everlasting kingdom and all dominion shall serve and obey him. Boy, I tell you what. Whoa, boy. Man, you mean, and, and man, who don't want to go there? Man, I want to shoot. I tell you, I, I read stuff like that, and I be in my little studies, and I get tears come. Man, I start thinking I'd praise the Lord. That on my Bible again. All right, back over to Revelation chapter 12. We're going to roll on here for a second, all right? Have I lost anybody yet? If I have lost you, just get the CD. That way you can stop, pause, and read. <laughs> if Missy say, you lost me. I believe it or not, I am trying my best to make this as simple as possible. But it will take some reading. You'll get it. You got the Holy Ghost. Now let's read on here for a second, all right? Watch this. Watch this. I left off in the fifth verse, right? No, no. I'm going to the seventh verse. Now here it is. You remember when I told you there was a change that took place? Here we are talking one way when we read this. And then all of a sudden in the seventh verse, and there was war in heaven. Michael and his angels fought against the dragon, and the dragon fought against his angel, and prevailed not, neither was there a place found any more in heaven. That great dragon was cast out, that old serpent called the devil and Satan, which deceived the whole world. He was cast out into the what? Earth, and his angels were cast out with him. Y'all remember when this war took place, don't you? He said it was a war in heaven. Is that right? All right. And I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, now is come salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ for the accuser of our brethren is cast down. Hey, how long has he been accusing us? Ever since he's been here. Ever since he's been here and people are waiting for him to be cast down. He's been accusing us day and night before God. He accused Job way back then. You don't remember the story? And he, be, he accused us all the time. He stopped. And people are waiting for him to be cast down. What they going to do? What are we going to do with, when the devil get here then? With all this hell going on right now, if the devil ain't here, what is it? The Bible said the thief coming not but to steal, kill, and destroy and if the, if the devil ain't here, when he coming? You can't follow that line of thinking. That book is here. Yes, he is. Wow. See, we busted that one, too. Yeah, we bust that tradition a long time ago, too. Which accused them before our God day and night. Look, he, he accused, day and night he accused him. Look at this. And they overcame him, high saints, by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony because they loved not their lives unto the death. You know the way you overcome Satan every single time? You know, you know this is the most ridiculous things I have to deal with with believers all the time. You know what it is? Guilt. Hey, if you're falling short, you're supposed to feel guilty. You, you expect to go out and sin against God and feel okay about it? He didn't give you that to his Holy Spirit for that nonsense. You're feeling guilty because you, you don't know how to, you don't know what's going on. So Satan uses guilt against you, and he actually uses it as a design to keep you from coming to God. Because you are inadequate. But you don't come to God because you're perfect. You come to God because you need him. Just like first thing we did when we was a child, we stole something on, and we tried to get ourselves out of it. First thing we did was lie. Because we thought it was going to alleviate the judgment. And then next thing you know, we had a lie for the lie that we lied we told. 
And then pretty soon, we forgot the lie that we told. Because we've been drilled by our parents who, who remember the first lie. And they knew from the first time you opened up your mouth, you was lying. We do not need to be, hey, you need to get rid of this guilt thing and, 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 get rid, and start getting to the convicting thing. I'm telling you, Satan uses that. His greatest tool is guilt. Hey, but if you sin against God, you're going to feel guilty. But if you're not condemned in Christ Jesus, I ain't talking about you going out practicing. I just say you have a lapse of moment. You know what conviction feels like. Then come to Jesus. The goodness of God leads you to repent. Find out how good he is. He won't sit up there and slam you over the side of the head with a hammer. He'll slam you over the side of the head with a hammer as long as you try to justify you being guilty. Or you run away from him like so many people do. Praise the Lord. He's just the truth. He's here to save us. That's why he said, and look, and they overcame him by the blood of the lamb, by the word of testimony, because they loved not their lives until the what? Death. You know, we're going to need that type of character in us. That's why I, I tell you, I put a high priority on little squirmishes. L little disagreements that, that cause you to escalate in, in um, the spiritual realm to fight against each other. How are you going to die and you can't even die that? How are you going to overcome the enemy? You can't even overcome that. Oh, come on, saints. Somebody need to get real with us. Hallelujah. Therefore rejoice, O ye heavens, and ye that dwell in them. Woe to the inhabitants of the earth and of the sea, for the devil has come down unto you having great wrath, because he knoweth he have but a what? Short. Why do you think all this hell being raised up on this earth right now? He got in great wrath. Don't you know that he has used religion more than anything to keep the people away from God? The last thing he wants you to hear is you need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. The last thing. The last thing he wants you to hear after he done spent all these years of break, tearing down God's law like he was prophesied. Seeking to change times and laws. Last thing he wants you to do is keep his commandments. You understand that? So what you all do is get upset and say, man, this devil trying to take me to hell. I think I'm going to obey God. That's how you do that. That's how you make him man. Hey, why wait for him? Hey, he's been fighting you all this time. Why not turn the battle to the gate? When you got Jesus with you, your mind can be at peace. Your body can be in good health. You can be cheerful. You ain't going to care what nobody say about you. Well, you only care about what Jesus is thinking. Isn't that beautiful? I think it's wonderful. You don't need to fear a man to rule in your life. I wonder what they think. Who cares what they think? Oh, hallelujah. Anyway, he know he got a short time. And when the dragon saw that he was cast out to the earth, he persecuted the woman which brought forth the child. Brother and sister, have we not been receiving persecution? Don't you know what the history book, is that not persecutions all this time? That's not persecution all this time. Are right, you following me? So he's been persecuting for how long? Long time. You know how many people have been martyred for this right here? And I, I, I'm almost ashamed to say, you, you can't even hardly find a handful of Americans that would be martyred for Jesus Christ nowadays. Amen. Not with all these privileges we got. America don't need God. They got the doctors. What we need heaven for, we got air conditioning. Believe it or not, people think like that. I kid you not. Y'all think I'm, I know, see, we live in the confines of this little old place here. You know, we, we're kind of restricted folks, huh? We go everywhere, but we can be restricted. Hallelujah. <laughs> but people actually think like this. See, the enemy is warned against the spirit of the mind. Now watch this. And the woman, Israel, were given two wings of a great eagle that she might fly into the wilderness into her place where she was nourished for a time. How long? Times and half a times from a face of serpent. I'm no common consensus three and a half years. But I'm going to have to start descending from that after I continue to put what the word says. Tell you one thing for sure, we will know in a time when it does open up and happen though, won't we? And the serpent was cast out 
and the, and the serpent cast out of his mouth waters a flood after the woman that he might cause her to be carried away with the flood. And the earth helped the woman. And the earth and the earth opened her mouth and swallowed up the flood which the dragon cast out of his mouth. And the dragon was wroth with the woman and went to make war with the remnant of her seed, which do what? You think we ought to keep the commandments? I told you we had a remnant. See, all this time, this war and fight been going on all this time. And now, we use the word all the time over here, the remnant. The remnant. Anybody know what the word remnant means? What does it mean? What's left over? Yeah, you, Marlon. Remains. Y'all understand what remnant means? We are what's left over and what's remaining from all this diversity of religious mess. Let's, let's read this last part again. And he made war with the remnant of the seed, which keep the... I'm sorry, folks. The Bible teaches you offend in one point, you are what? Guilty of them. Let's go over here to James real quick. Let's go over here to the book of James. Man, y'all getting me pulling now. I'm pulling from way back when. Hmm? James, the second chapter. Are you there? Starting at the fifth verse. Are you ready? Are you ready? <clears throat> Hearken, my beloved brother. Have not God chosen the poor of this world rich in faith and heirs of the kingdom which he had promised to them that do what? Love him. There's a kingdom promised to them that love him. But ye have despised the poor. Do not rich men oppress you and draw you before the judgment seat. Yeah, boy, I'm oppressed every time I go to that gas pump. I'm getting staggered and hit. Cow. <laughs> Carol said, look like you have a hard time getting in the truck. I said, because I ain't got no more rear end left. I just put it all in the tank. I'm just being a little finesse. I'm just trying to break up the air a little bit, brother. So, amen. All right. But look what he says right here. Watch this. If you fulfill the royal law. So, there is a royal law. Are we not in the letters? In the New Testament? If you fulfill the royal law. Here we go again. According to the script. Y'all done lost it from last Sabbath already. According to the what? The scripture. According to the what? Scripture. That should be just ringing in your ears from here forth on out. So if you fulfill the royal law according to the scripture, let's see what the royal law is. Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself you do. Well, so we know where he's drawing from, don't we? Talking about the royal law. Look what he says. But if you have respect to persons, you commit sin and are convinced of the law as transgressors. In other words, you can't go liking on, loving on who you want to love. You have respect to persons. You know, if a poor man come, you wouldn't treat him like you would with someone who had a bunch of notoriety and a lot of money. I told you. You wait. One day God going to bless us to be able to have a rich man and a poor man come in his door at the same time. And neither one of them ain't going to know each other. Watch and see what happens to me. You want to see what I do. Mm-hmm. I'm telling them brothers, oh, we just had a dignitary walk in. My Lord of mercy. Look at God just bought us a dignitary. Sure did. I said, y'all grab that one right there who Raymond that doesn't look too good. Sit him right here. Sit him right there. Take, take that one right there. Put him way back there by the stove. Amen. And you sit down and shut up and listen so you can be saved. Y'all think I'm kidding. No. The poor had a gospel preached to him. See, all y'all didn't know y'all was poor. They're one of you. Somebody say, yeah, I do. I know. No, we're talking about in faith. You got the gospel preached to you. Everybody say, man, I'm poor, man. Ah, never mind. Praise the Lord. But anyway, for whosoever shall keep the whole law. Y'all hear that? He's drawn from something, isn't he? Because he talked about the royal law. And the royal law went, for, went to one place. It took us to the commandments. Is that right? Whosoever shall keep the whole law, yet offend in one point, he is guilty of what? Of all. In other words, if you say, 
Well, hey, I don't steal and I don't kill, but you break the Sabbath day, you guilty of them all. Amen. You broke every one of them. Or if you can say, well, man, you know, hey, hey, I, I, I don't do nothing but just gossip a little bit. I mean, I may talk about this person a little bit and, and you know what I mean, I might bear false witness. That's what you're really doing. But I don't worship crosses and bow down to idols and pray to praying hands and, and give credence to wing doves and put fishes on the back of my car. I don't worship no You're guilty of them all. You're guilty of them all. You feel at one point, somebody say, well, man, how in the world can we make it? Thank God for Jesus. Thank God for Jesus because he gives the Holy Ghost and he empowers you to obey his word. Man, won't y'all be happy, man? We're talking about some good stuff here. Well, most you did all day was pick a weed. Praise the Lord. For he that said, I wonder who said that. Who said that? Do not commit adultery. Did Moses say that or God said that? I thought God said it. Is that what God said in Exodus chapter 20, right? Deuteronomy chapter 5. Is that right? Y'all need to read Deuteronomy chapter 5 too, brother and sister. Come on. Yeah, I'm just, boy, y'all going to be busy this week. But you know what you're going to do? The same thing that we read early. Remember? God's people destroyed for what? Lack of knowledge. You keep on reading like this, you ain't going to have to worry about being destroyed. It won't be because of lack of knowledge. You won't be destroyed for that. But so, for he that said, do not commit adultery said also, do not kill. Didn't he say that? But look at this. Now, if thou commit no adultery, you go, well, I don't commit no adultery. But yet if thou kill, thou become a transgressor of the law. You know how we justify ourselves, well, we do this, but we don't do that. We do this, we don't do that. I found the easiest thing in the world for me to do was obey the Ten Commandments. Got to be the most easiest thing I ever did in my life. Because when I obeyed sin, that was tough, man. Man, you, 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 always got, you always got these thoughts running through your head. You always got to look over your shoulder, see somebody chasing you or looking at you and stuff, man. Oh, never mind. Anyway, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So speak ye and so do as they that shall be judged by the law of what? You know what judged by the law of liberty is? A man is only truly free when he can obey his God. That's the only time you ever really truly experience real freedom. When you obey your God. Man, you thought I said something oppressive. Did I say something wrong? She's going to be judged by the law of liberty. For he that, for look, for he shall have judgment without mercy that have showed no mercy. Woo-oo. And mercy rejoiceth against judgment. Just, just beautiful. I'm back over here in Revelation 12 real quick. So we understand that the woman just having to signify the assemblies of God, the church, the man-child, Jesus Christ, who was bought forth the serpent, been fighting against it ever since the beginning of time. Hmm? All right. Now, how do you put together the 1,260 days? We got to get the 1,290 days. We got to get the, the, the 45 days. Don't worry about that. Right? Don't trouble yourself. Just hold what you got right now. Get this down in you so when I have to cover this stuff to lead us up to something else, I don't have to have y'all looking at me like that. <laughs> uh, all right. And look at this. Oh, well, I finished that. The commandments of God and have the testimony of Jesus Christ. Do you have the commandments of God? Do you have the testimony of Jesus Christ on you? Huh? Now, you know, there's a lot of stuff that's been going on throughout the angles of time as far as God's church remnant believers running. And, I mean, there's a certain time frame that don't know exactly when, though. Uh, but there has been a certain time frame that um, the people of God have just been literally doing everything they can just to keep the faith nowadays. Because when you look at what's presented to us today, I, like I said, I look at it and I go, they can't not. What I see today, what they call Christianity, it, 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 it ain't what I'm reading. It's not what I'm reading. So, 
I mean, I don't have no charge over everybody else, so just mine and them that hear me. That's it. That's it. And them that hear me. But I do know this. I'm going to the kingdom. That I know. I mean, it's for the long haul. Amen. And I tell you what, I, I, I tell you what a, a joyful thing it'll, it'll be to be there to watch Jesus Christ destroy Satan. I'm still going to ask. Y'all know I'm going to ask too, don't you? I'm going to ask. I am. I'm going to beg him. Just one lick. Just one lick, boy. Just, just, come on. Come on, Lord. Just one lick. Just, just, just one lick. I'll pop him, boy. Run behind Jesus. <laughs> just pop him, boy. Just one good lick. Hmm. All that hell he's been causing all the time. But I'm sure Jesus, he can do a thorough job. You know what I mean? I'm just going to get pleasure to sit there and watch him. And all them demons been calling all these folk all this hell. Sitting watching them. <laughs> uh, I like to see him down in the pit and say, want a little bit of water? You want a little bit of water? Ah. <laughs> I bet they say, oh boy, we got to drop something now, boy, listen to him. You know them boogers can hear, can't you? You know, they're going to drop something now because you, man, listen to him. They get all kind of reports about us. Huh? They get all kind of reports about us. Boo. Hallelujah. See, it was okay when the enemy was attacking you and making your life live in hell because you didn't know no better. But then when you start attacking him, that's another story. I kind of like it that way. I actually had somebody tell me the other day that, that somebody was reading a book and, and in that book. No, Brother Shane did. Brother said, I got something I want to read you. I go, oh, boy. He said, yeah, look at this mess. You ought not to ever attack Satan. I go, oh. Who wrote that? The devil's son? Was that you who read that book, brother? What book was that? No, first, by who? Can't remember, because you know me. I'll call a name in a minute. Dave Hunt. Dave Hunt. Stay away from hearing it with the coops, with that TBN crowd stuff. Stay, stay away from that junk. Isn't that crazy? No, you're supposed to. Man, we got a war going on. You're supposed to tag him. Keep on tagging him. Then see, he's an advocate for the one who's doing the deceiving. We bless the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Good to see you, Kelly. Hallelujah. Didn't mean to have such an extensive subject tonight. Good. Hallelujah. Well, we bless the name of Jesus because he is worthy to be praised. Amen? Isn't that right? Well, I hope that y'all really do go back and read these. You really, truly do. Get these sayings down in there. Because that way when I start talking about the next line, you already understand what's going on. You need to read Daniel. If more than anything, read Daniel 7 and 11. At least Daniel 7 and 11, okay? All right? At least that much. We'll, we'll, we'll pull you on in there on, on the other ways and stuff. But it's important for you. You need to know this Bible better than you know anything in this world. But let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God. Keep his commandments. It's the whole. Somebody say a word again. It's the whole. The whole what? Of. Are you a man? Now you may not be a man because you're a woman. We're talking about mankind in, in um, a generic form. It's the whole duty of mankind. Amen. Fear God. Keep his commandments. Don't let Satan sidetrack you from that. That's your duty. Man. Hallelujah. That's Ecclesiastics 12, 13. I knew my little sister was looking. Father, we do thank you for this story here tonight in the precious name of Jesus. We pray that these sins will sink deep down in our heart. We thank you for your words of truth. We give you the glory for all things in Jesus' mighty name.
Amen. Still leaves a lot of questions to be answered on it. It does for me. Hallelujah. King coming. Man, I ain't even read half of it. Praise the Lord, brother. Bless you, brother. Hallelujah. <laughs>